Welcome to a brand new episode of the Marketing Business Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Whitney. Today's conversation is around AI and more specifically, AI marketing and how it's going to affect 2023 and beyond. And I'm not sure how far you've been down the rabbit hole, if you're even aware of what AI is doing in this space, more specifically with content, with tools like ChatGPT being released in November and having record uptake in terms of the amount of users joining the platform. So if you're fresh and you not uh, haven't been down the rabbit hole yet, then I want to credit where I get most of my knowledge and information from, which is Sam Altman, who is the CEO of OpenAI. You can go to lots of creators. It is a very trending topic online right now, but I like to go to someone that's been deep in the game and behind the the major company on the scene at the moment because he's very transparent with how he delivers his information. He talks about the limitations, the possibilities, where he sees it having an impact, where to not be overly concerned or rely too much on it. And I think that's very healthy to get that subjective view from someone that's in the space and understands this better than anyone else. So a lot of what I'm sharing will be based on the conversations, the interviews and the information that he shared and naturally being in the space, uh, owning content agencies, content only specifically, we pay very close attention to, to what it's doing so we can look at the quality levels that AI is capable of. And that's where I want to start the conversation. So if you've been to chat GPT and you've prompted it or asked it to produce a post, uh, you've experienced what it it can churn out. Now, at this point in time, you need to have high quality input and creative input if you want to get original content out of AI. So I'll give you an example. This is the first time I saw a major limitation with it. So we got sent some content posts from someone that they'd put together And to me, it looked a bit unhuman written. Uh, I could sort of sense it. So I went over to chat GPT and I prompted it to write a post and it turned out the exact same word for word post that I'd been sent. So I know this person had gone to an AI tool, whether it was chat GPT or something else, and it obviously got that to write the content post for me. So I was like, wow, with a very lazy input. Uh, you get very vanilla output. So it's not going to be very original at all. So that's the first thing I'd say. If you're in a general content space and you're not trying to really stand out and it can be very surface level of vanilla, then maybe it's a very useful tool right now just to get a high level of content out. But if you need to be original, if you need to talk about specific projects, specific people, if you're an advisor or an expert and you don't want to churn out something that someone else has churned out, then you want to put in quality control around it. So you'd want to be prompting as many questions as you can to refine anything that AI is generating for you. You want to go ahead and edit it. Where I see it being useful right now is for spinning out ideas. So uh, if if you're getting stuck in the creative process, you can ask it for ideas, you can ask it for trends, you can ask it for things like hashtags to do research. The next thing to that is too, um, this is from Sam Altman, the CEO. He goes, you don't want to be relying on it for accurate data. You want to do your own fact checking. So at this point in time, it's pulling from information that already exists. It's out in the ether, so it's not churning anything that we haven't heard before. So if it pulls it from somewhere that isn't a reliable source, then you might end up with a fact or a piece of data that isn't true or isn't accurate. So make sure that when you're going through and if you're utilizing this and it's important to have originality or to be accurate, that you're doing your fact checking. Uh, So there's just a few things uh, to point out in the early stages. Uh, The next thing that I 
wanted to mention is at this point in time, we don't know how search and algorithms are going to treat content generated by AI. Uh, if it can discern the difference between human and AI-generated content, will they flag AI content and not give it preference or give human preference, human content uh, the first preference. So that's a really interesting conversation. We don't know how it's going to get treated. Now, AI is going to become a very sophisticated, it already is on its own, and it will rival platforms like Google who no doubt are working on their own technology behind the scenes. And they introduced some AI four or five years ago that was fascinating in terms of interaction. I think there's a video released somewhere where you can see what they were working on several years ago. So they've obviously only expanded the possibilities from there. So your advantage right now is if people are going to start turning to this technology and they're going to be lazy with it and they're going to get very similar output to all the other people in your industry and niche that are giving it the same prompts, you have the advantage by being original. And you might have less output, but if you're doing human-generated content, if you're putting your face out there, your voice out there, if you're writing the post yourself, if you're talking about project-specific, people-specific scenarios, then that's going to trump anyone that's relying on AI-generated content. So in 2023, if you double down on original content, you've kind of got this ace up your sleeve. And you might use AI in a hybrid scenario where you want more general content and a post that's just sharing information or or updating. You might choose to to use it for posts like that. But if you can integrate lots of personalized content that you know can't be duplicated or at least your version of that is timestamped online, then you get the credit for that and you are the expert. And then, then that's probably the next thing to lead into. So depending on what industry you're in, what solutions you provide. Now, if you're someone that's a creator, if you're someone that's in the advisory space, it could be very dangerous relying on AI to generate your content because what if your audience knows that, hey, that's not coming from you, the advisor or the expert or the authority, it's coming from AI. All of a sudden, it probably lowers your credibility and they know it's not you saying that, it's it's AI that's generated that. So depending on what lane you play in and what industry you're in and who your target audience is and the type of solutions you provide, you want to have that in the back of your mind. Because I know that if I was following an expert and what they were churning out was all AI-based advice, I go, well, hang on, that's AI, that's not them, so why should I should I listen to them? The AI is the one that's adding the value here. So these are all questions that you want to keep prompting and having in your back of your mind. Now, some people have gone really deep with uh, the where it's going to go, and no doubt it will head this way to the point where deep faking, which is not new technology, where they can put a, a face uh, and, and start to superimpose voices and, and take a script and, and churn out videos uh, that are AI-generated. All this technology exists. But again, how polished does that look is, is an interesting question. So if, let's say this was me, uh, deep faked and it had taken my voice and uh, it was able to pull scripted words online and churn out a video, would it be super polished and it wouldn't have the ums, the ahs, the pauses, the thought processes? And you go, I don't want to listen to a robot. I want to listen to another human being talking to me. So that'll be interesting. And there may be a market for both where people are happy to listen to the very polished, AI-generated, very factual, AD-driven uh, conversation, which I'm sure definitely has a place in, in a lot of industries as well. And there will be people that really want to connect with other humans because we are humans and we, we do 
uh, want to hang out and, and get that relationship with other people. It's how we're hard programmed and wired. So all these things are sort of leading me towards there's always going to be a market for, for human generated. Um, there's probably going to be a market for AI only generated. So despite industries like ours in, in the content space being one of the first where AI can revolutionize, I still feel like when it comes to quality and being at the top 0.5% in an industry or space, if you're doing original, uh, if you're doing human-generated content, you can dominate and have that massive point of difference from the more vanilla style that people that are just doing this inputs uh, AI-generated content are going to have. So I'm not immediately concerned. And if people, like I said, want you know a Kmart solution for content, then it's there. With AI, you can get a very um, quick fast, high-level, high-frequency output if it doesn't need to be original and, and, and start there and start churning it out. So uh, I think in our lane where we are, we already specialize in highly customized content and really on brand and separating from the pack. So I still think there's always going to be companies that really lean and attracted to that and not being just another uh, brick in the wall. So I'm not overly concerned yet, but like I said, there are applications that you can use AI for to get ideas, to, to, to get trends, to, to do research, search, to get creative and to get more ideas for content. So we will probably use it to enhance our processes to get more efficient. But I think in the interim and definitely in the short term, uh, we can do quality assurance by putting all the human spin on it and just use AI where we can for a little bit of extra layers of efficiency and to maybe speed up output in some areas. So uh, we'll be sticking to largely human-generated content and leaning on AI more for ideas and, and to get certain prompts and information on trends where we feel we might need it. So that's where we're at with it. But back to the human versus AI conversation. And just digest that for a moment. I mean, right now, we're not used to seeing an AI content creator, so almost a completely digital human deliver content for us. So there, there will be podcasts in the future where it is purely an AI avatar that is churning out episode after episode 24-7 because it can do that. And uh, you'll get to decide if you like to listen to that or not. And once we get used to it, maybe you will lean more towards that. And if it's good, high quality, then, then sure, of course, people are going to tune in. Um, but like I said, I think now's the time to really stand out and double down on that authenticity because in the beginning, while it isn't self-learning yet, while it can't self-improve at a rapid rate, that's coming, uh, you can stand out if everyone else is taking the shortcut and leaning on AI versus doing the original quality stuff. The next thing I'm going to do, I'm just looking at my notes over here, is consider the integration as well. So if you're one of the early adopters and you understand this technology and you know how to utilize it, you do get a massive edge on competitors in business that are slow and they're not using that and their output takes a lot longer. And then there's arbitrage. There will be companies that want to integrate and want to adopt this technology that need someone to help them and that's a monetization opportunity. So you've also look at where are the possibilities uh, that exist by learning about this technology, by being someone that does integrate it in, into your processes and into your systems? Where can it uh, take out manual labor that, that's not necessary and not affect quality and, and not have that quality assurance problem? Because like with any new trend or technology, if you get in first, the opportunities are huge. Those early adopters get this massive 
by being where the ball's going, you're the ones that get the massive uplift when this uh, takes off and then everyone else plays catch up. Uh, so we also look at that. We go, there could be monetization opportunities down the track. If we stay front and center, we really understand this technology. We know how to direct it. We know how to integrate it uh, in different applications to businesses. Then there are going to be people that want to pay to do that until AI can do it itself, of course, which again, one of the first roles that Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, thinks it'll remove is the actual uh, creators of the AI technology because it has to be able to self-learn and self-generate and do that. So ultimately, they should be the first people that are moved out of the way, which is an interesting conversation. Uh, so again, I'll touch on a few of the other limitations and, and some where opportunity matters. So like I said, if you are going to AI, make sure you do the quality assurance, you're fact-checking, all those things because you don't want to start churning out things that is inaccurate and then sours your brand um, or cheapens people's perception of you or you know, damages it because or they simply don't like the fact that you're shooting this AI um, content out them. So you can even ask your audience and uh, when you're playing with it and go, hey, here's a post that we've written, here's one that uh, we, we generated through AI, what are your thoughts on this? What's your And just see what the, the feedback is. Um, like I said, it's going to be probably catered to the lane that you play in and the type of content that you need. But I know with a lot of our clients, there's a lot of project-specific content, a lot of people-specific uh, content, a lot of expert-based content where they want to have that human input in order to get the right output on that. So I think certainly for the, the client base that we have right now, uh, to get the outcome that they want with their content, uh, there's only a handful of posts that, would, that, that we do for them that would be able to achieve that through AI. The rest is all customized and needs that level of human quality control in the process. Uh, then we need to think about the status economy. So there's always going to be a status economy with humans. So you think about things like wine and art, certain cars. Uh, people pay these massive amounts of money for things that are rare, um, that give them status. And maybe that's what happens with, as AI lowers the cost of certain delivery uh, it lowers the cost of a lot of industries and, and the ability to get output. Is there a status in created that human, the top end of town aspire for by having human generated? Uh, so I know for a piece of art, I'll have a different appreciation if it's hand brushed by a human than if it's generated through AI technology in, in a digital format. Uh, it's a very different appreciation for that art. In my personal opinion, you might have a different take on that regardless of how it looks. So I would put a different layer of value on, on the two and what I'd be willing to, to invest or pay for that would be very different. So you've always got this status economy where people will pay uh, very high-end fees uh, to have the status of where they're getting their solution, where they're getting their product, where they're getting their service, and to have other people aware of that. So that's something that we can never diminish. The next conversation to brush on is where does AI go? And I guess the possibilities are insane, and a little bit scary and also exciting at the same time. And it will get to a point according to Sam Altman, a lot of experts of super intelligence where it no longer needs us. And that's where it could get scary in that it may not care about our goals and uh, it goes off and, and does its own thing. So that'll be interesting. We've seen a lot of sci-fi, a lot of movies that have drawn us into worlds like that and maybe some of them will manifest. But I think the best place to focus is on the positive possibilities and certainly how you can utilize it in the interim to get 
more efficient, to increase output or efficiency, get an edge over the competition. Because as I alluded to, if you're an early adopter, uh, you get the chance to be that integrator and to monetize that if other people need that help or to simply be much more effective than other competitors out there in the market space that aren't doing it. So where can you remove manual processes and inefficiencies and and utilize this technology? So you really just want to get in, in the trenches. You don't have to fully immerse yourself in it, but just paying attention, listening where you can, uh, playing with the tools, seeing what they can do is a really good place to start. So you understand what it's doing and you can see the growth and the trajectory. Uh, in the immediate term, I know in my industry, the agency space content generation in the very short term, as I mentioned earlier, I know that the quality assurance is still going to be generated from the human side over here, so we'll still have a role. And I know that even as AI gets progressive and it does self-learn and it can become more original in its output, there's still going to be business owners and people that want that process managed and want it to be you know, put out across their socials and they want to be white gloves. So there'll still be that opportunity, even if it is largely AI driven, where it might be 10% human input, 90% AI. But I'm very bullish on the notion, and I could be completely wrong here, that human original high quality content is going to have that place just from that connection side and having that voice and that human tone and talking about things that would be hard, much harder for AI to churn out. So it was this, you know, those personalized specific project stories or scenarios that they didn't experience that are from a purely uh, individual experience level. So if I'm talking about a story that happened to me today as a former content or a project that's been worked on that they can't uh, churn that data from uh, the, the online world, then we're going to be able to produce that from an original human standpoint and that will stand out compared to a, a computer or intelligence generated post that's in a similar vein. So I think there's always going to be that market. There's always going to be that human market. And I hope I'm right about that. And I think that you're on some level going to enjoy listening to humans, especially the ones you relate to and share values with over the future AI creators and the future AI avatars, but that's still a fair way away. Love to open up the conversation depending on where you're listening from. So reach out if there's a comment section with the channel or platform you're listening on. Let's talk about it. How far have you gone down the rabbit hole? What have you seen it do? What industry are you in? And Sam Altman also gives great insights if you listen to some of his interviews on industries that will shake up first and some of the places where redundancy can happen much faster. So it's good to pay attention just in case that does affect you. Certainly content is one of those places where it's already having an impact so we know about it firsthand. So it's a great conversation. If this is the first time that you're tuning in, make sure that you follow because we're going to bring up the AI conversation a lot more throughout the year, no doubt, especially as the technology evolves. We'll share how to utilize that. And as I said, get in the trenches and learn. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you are following and and jumping the conversation. You can connect with me in the show notes if you want to get in touch privately. Uh, But stay tuned. We'll be back very shortly with another episode of the Marketing Business Wealth Podcast.